Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. We have decided to linger a little bit in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 11, 12, and 13 where the Apostle Paul talks about a strained relationship between himself and the believers in Christ in the church at Corinth that he's writing to. And the way he addresses this is very helpful. He tells us what causes and cures broken relationships within the body of Christ. What is it that causes a strained and broken relationship, and what will it take to cure that? And that's all vitally important if we're going to have the right kind of relationship. And we dealt with that on the broadcast yesterday, but Paul says in verse 11, O Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. And so with great emotion, O Corinthians, Paul is declaring his his open communication with them or to them. It hasn't been a two-way street yet, but Paul has certainly done his part. He has shared his thoughts, his feelings, his ambitions. He has given details of his life, both positive and negative, as he has laid his life out for inspection before them. Our heart is wide open, he says. He's laid it bare and allowed intimate details to be exposed. And this open, intimate communication is a significant mark of love. This is one of the ways that we, as Christians, love one another. Those who shield themselves off from others, those who are unwilling to share, except at the most cursory and, what should I say, um, non-intimate level, at the most um, public level, the most perfunctory level might be a good way to say it, just talking about about things that, that are that are general, talking about weather, talking about the sports, talking about about politics, perhaps, <laughs> though that can get a little heated, of course, but uh, talking about these things, but never really getting into your heart, your life. Knowing, of course, that opening your heart to others does create risks, but Paul says this is what is needed to have the right kind of relationship, and Paul's willingness to do this to open himself up to them in this way is evidence of his love for them. And even though some of them had mistreated him, Paul still loved them. Though some of them had had tried to shut him out, Paul still opened himself up to them. Even if they weren't willing to reciprocate, Paul was willing to do it. It's quite an amazing declaration on his part and quite an amazing insight into the 
life of the Apostle Paul and his, his way of going about building the right kind of relationships in the body of Christ. But there's another aspect of it that we got sidetracked on, you might call it, on the broadcast yesterday that I'm coming back to now. And that is to talk about how this applies to the relationship between a husband and wife in marriage. And so thank you for joining me on this Tuesday, March 7, and thank you for supporting the Beacon Broadcast so that we can continue teaching God's Word on this station. And I pointed out to you yesterday that this same principle that deals with right relationships between Paul and the Corinthian Christians is a principle that also applies to right relationships between husbands and wives in marriage. And the key to a good marriage is open communication. When one person starts shutting the other person out, you're headed for trouble. When one person starts hiding areas of their life from the other one, you're headed for trouble. But when each are willing to open up and share with the other one, you can, you can address any other problems that come along because you are communicating. I'm not saying that communication is going to eliminate all other problems. What it's going to do is give you a forum where you can and will address them and solve them instead of letting them build and build and build and build and fester and linger and never come to any solution until finally, in some sad cases, the marriage is broken. And in other cases, the marriage is there, but it's no longer a good marriage. It's just two people living under the same roof, but not really having any kind of a, an intimate relationship with one another. It takes communication. And I left the broadcast yesterday suggesting to you one way to develop the right kind of communication. And I have found in my own marriage, and I have found in counseling others, that one of the best ways to do it is to incorporate it into a time of Bible reading and prayer. It goes something like this. Couples should have what we might call devotions between themselves regardless of whether they have family devotions that involve children at home or not. That is appropriate to some of you who are hearing this broadcast and not to others because some of you don't have children or others of you, your children are grown. So if, if, you're not, if you don't have children, if that's not part of the formula, then you can just do this whatever time works out for you. But if you have children, you need to have two times a day when you are going to open the Bible and read it and pray, but one is with your children and another is just with you and your spouse alone. Now, ideally, I think you ought to have maybe half an hour for this in each day. But if your schedule doesn't allow, then at least 15 minutes. Surely you can carve that much time out. 15 minutes If you're going to only have 15 minutes, you can't read a lot of the Bible. You're going to have to have a a shorter portion of Scripture. And then you're going to have to have a prayer time. But before you pray, as you talk about the things you need to pray about, and I I would assume that you would share requests. Let's not forget to pray about so-and-so that had a car accident and is now mending. Let's not forget to pray about so-and-so who's had this difficulty and that difficulty. Presumably, other Christians in your church that you're in in a relationship with, and you are concerned about them, as you ought to be, and so you intercede for them in prayer. So you talk about what you're going to pray about, and probably you'll have family matters that will be high on your list. Please pray for this grown child or this, this child at home. 
They're having trouble with school, and on and on it goes. But in the course of this, and, and also I would, I would recommend, and what we have done, is in addition to sharing prayer requests, we also quickly share our agenda for the day. Now, that'll only work, of course, if you do this in the morning, and we do. We do this uh, in connection with breakfast. We eat breakfast, and then we have our, our devotional time together. But if it's at the end of the day, if that's the only time you can work it out, then review what you did today. Talk about it. This is what happened at my job today. Now, this is what happened on my way home from work today. Well, this is this is the phone call I had with so-and-so today. And, and talk about what happened during the day, or if you're doing it at the beginning of the day, talk about your agenda. I am going to do this at work today. Please incorporate this into your prayer. Pray that the Lord will help me with this matter. Uh, I'm going to visit with so-and-so today. I'm going to uh, try to to encourage so-and-so. And, and, and just, just, just lay out what you plan to do that day. And then when you come home for supper, you can have a brief conversation during your supper meal where you just um, get a get a report. How did it go? We prayed for you in this matter. How did it go? I told you I was going to do this today, but I got sidetracked in doing this instead. So you, you share these items, the, these, what should I say, these these aspects of your life, and what are you doing? You're beginning to open up in the way that Paul is talking about here, how he opened himself up to them, shared his life with them. That's what you're doing. You're sharing your life with them. And when you get to rough patches in your life, you share that. I'm really struggling with this at work. I really need God's help. Please make that a matter of prayer. Well, don't you see how that's opening up? how you're opening your heart up to your spouse, how you're communicating. And if you're doing that, you are building a relationship that is going to be strong as long as you keep doing that. But it's got to be maintained. It's got to be intentional. You've got to have a time for it. You've got to have a time when your spouse knows that you are going to do this. So that if they've got something that they want to share with you, they know there's a time every day when they can do that. Some spouses don't know when they can talk to their partner. They don't have a time like this every day. I've counseled couples, or maybe in some cases just one uh, one side of the couple, one one person that's come to me with their problems, and I talk to them about what their needs are. I can't go very far without getting the, the partner in and, and, and counseling them together, but maybe we can get some idea of what the concern is with a one-on-one conversation to get things started. And I find out sometimes that somebody has all kinds of things that they need to share with their spouse, but they don't know when they can do it. There just is no time. It's almost like I'm going to have to I'm going to have to schedule something special just to talk to my spouse. Well, if that's the condition your marriage is in right now, then do that. Honey, can we set aside some time this Friday evening or this coming Saturday where we can get together and talk? You need to have times like that. You need to have a time when you date your spouse. 
I find it very helpful and relaxing to eat a meal at a restaurant. Something about sitting down at the meal in some place else besides the home, I think sometimes is conducive for opening up in these kinds of conversations. When my wife and I go to a restaurant, we generally take some reading material because sometimes we don't have anything to talk about because we're talking every day, more than once a day, but we're talking every day. So sometimes we go to a restaurant and while we're waiting for our food to come, we just read a magazine or something or a newspaper that we brought along. But in many cases, most cases, I would say, even though we might bring something to read, we end up not reading it because we end up talking. There's just something about sitting down to a meal like that that is so conducive to conversation. It's so difficult not to have conversation in a situation like that. In fact, it's very awkward if you sit down at the meal together and are not having a conversation just eating in silence and nobody talking. That's, that's really problematic. That's really strange. So find out a way to get started on this communication if it is not going on in your marriage. Somebody's going to have to get the ball rolling. So whoever is most concerned about this needs to take the reins, take the, take the initiative, and schedule a time to talk and then in that time you talk you can you can raise this concern i had to schedule a time to talk to you because we just don't talk anymore can we do something to start establishing a daily time when we can talk we know that we can talk that's what is needed oh corinthians said paul we have spoken openly to you our heart is wide open, and there's something about speaking openly and honestly that will open your heart. And doesn't that have applications for marriage as well as for relationships in the body of Christ? It certainly does. Until tomorrow, Greg Barkman saying, Good day. May God give you his eternal peace. <laughs>